Welcome to the Non-Breaking Space Show from Austin, Texas. I'm the internet's Christopher Schmidt. And on today's show, we welcome Dan Denny. Since 2008, Dan Denny has worked closely with designers and writing HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. He also founded the Front End Design Conference in St. Petersburg, Florida. After working as a front end developer at Code School, Dan is currently unemployed so as to focus on building up his skills as a front end engineer and find the right team. Before we get started, some things I'd like you to know. Make plans for CSS DevConf 2017 this October 9th to 11th. It's not just about CSS. We cover topics like web components, React, working with design systems, Webpack, and much, much more. So grab your tickets now and learn from Chris Coyer, Wes Boss, Mina Markham, Harry Roberts, Estelle Weil, and many more in New Orleans. Tickets are on sale now at cssdevconf.com. The UX Design Newsletter is a weekly list of articles, tutorials, and inspiration handpicked by yours truly. Sign up at uxdesignnewsletter.com and have the best links of the week sent to your email. Set it and forget it with a non-breaking space show newsletter. So whenever a new show is ready, it gets sent right to your inbox. Sign up now at newsletter.nonbreakingspace.tv. Find show notes and links discussed in today's episode with Dan at nonbreakingspace.tv. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Teleject, T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T. And as always, thank you for telling others about Nonbreaking Space. Now, on with the show. I appreciate you being on the the show, Dan. I've known about you for for a long time, and I think when we met like a couple times in in general. So I think the last time I talked to you was at uh, CSS DevConf and uh, on on the boat of the, or ship actually, the Queen Mary. That's the last time I saw you for CSS DevConf there, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I do want to talk to you about your how you get started in the industry, and then I'll talk about what you're doing now and everything like that. So, so how how did you get into the web? Oh, uh, that's a fun one. Uh, so, getting into the web was um, I was going to school for A plus and Net plus, so like network, uh, like PC repair and networking, trying to find my career. Um, but my teacher was really into running his own little website. And so I found HTML in that, and that was like 2001. Yeah. And so then I was just a hobbyist for a long time, like building atrocious like flash uh, photo slideshows of my daughter and right. <laughs> stuff like that. And then uh, 2008, I applied for a gig as a, a SEO person, and they actually brought me on as a, a web designer instead. Oh wow. Okay. So why were you thinking about becoming like a net plus or a person to begin with, like a like tech, I guess that, that server back end or server repair, is that it? Yeah, well, it's kind of like general PC and repair. And so I was kind of thinking I would go more towards like a um, like a network administrator in okay. some business, you know, something along those lines. It was not really a web path at that time. Right. So, But why, what made you think about doing that instead of something else? Oh, I, I just always loved computers. I was okay. a computer geek from, you know, when I was a kid. And it was just like fighting i think it was like fighting a windows me installation because i was yeah. broke and trying to play video games and right. like fighting like a, a an me just kind of was like oh like i fight this enough on my own time maybe i should you know go get paid for this right. <laughs> instead of like uh doing poker which is what i was doing at the time so right. so uh so you're like 2001 is when you started like html and any flash site so when did you decide to, like or how did you become like i guess your professional first PA, i guess well, when they that 
that kind of job offer gave me the confidence because I was really I was trying to get like a second job to pay for a wedding okay. and uh, that that they saw like some kind of potential in the things that I created just to get the job. Wow. Okay. It kind of like it, you know, it gave me enough confidence. And then um, I went to a, a conference within a year of my of taking that job. And then I was it. I was in love with the industry at that point. I went to like Future Web Design 2009, and uh, yeah, or 2008. I'm sorry, it was November 2008. Yeah. It seems like yesterday. I know. I know. Like oh, it's almost 10 years. Like oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I never went to Future Web Design. So, so what about it? Like maybe like fall in love with the industry. The people. Um, you know, so I was, I had been listening to podcasts and reading like, uh, smashing mag and CSS tricks, all those things. And then all of a sudden you're there and the people are up there just like sharing every bit of information they have. And then they get off the stage and they're right there, like talking to people. And so like all these people I've been learning from over like the course of a year, they were totally willing to just come up and talk and like, you know, like answer questions. And, and then I met people in the same way. I'm pretty shy, but even at that event on my own, I I met people and it was just like, I love this. This is fantastic. I feel the same way because like one of my first conferences was, uh, uh, was in San Francisco and I flew out there and I just like, I just couldn't believe that there was enough momentum, you know, because it's like, you know, I started web stuff, you know, joking around and then like when I went to a conference, I was like, there's other people having the same problems, and and I met people who were I've learned from before, like, and were, I can talk to them. It was it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I, t- I totally totally get that. It's such a great community, and then like just like you, um, I thought, wow, I want to be a part of this too. And so, like, I imagine that's what kind of got you going for creating them too. Oh uh, yeah, for like uh, yeah. So like, talk about like creating conferences, like so like you you created the uh, front end conference. The full oh, yeah. is, is that the correct title? It was like so, like yeah, I think it, it's the longest <laughs> SEO name ever, like frontenddesignconference.com. dot <laughs> com. It it says what it does. That's what it yeah, does. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm a big. I'm a. I I, I love time. Like titling things is hard on the internet or for the internet and you know, programming stuff, but also titling naming things is just tough in general. It's like like we used to do a conference called Control, and that was. I thought it was a great title. However, SEO just sucks <laughs> because, like, in control, we put that in Google. It's just like so many people are in control. You know, like I'm in control today. Like, I'm in control. <laughs> it's like no, what but, uh, but yeah, but yeah. So, so ever since then, like, I like naming things, but I have to make sure they're bringing it in. And like, what does it mean? What does it say? So that's it. But, uh, but yeah. So like, how, like, so what made you? What was that? The like going to the control design conference that kind of inspired you to create your own conference yeah um so i came back and i was excited and i'm pumped up and i'm like i want one of these and and then there i am in florida and at the time there was nothing right. nothing at all and so uh we had just gotten married and so we had nothing to do but you know live heavily after <laughs> happily ever after so it was like what can we do now and so i was like well i really like this and we could try doing one of these and and we just gave it a shot it worked out pretty well. So is, is your wife into web design as well? Or no. Uh, she's into event planning. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Okay. So that was like, it was just the perfect combo of like me having a passion and for the industry and her having just gotten like her start in event planning. And that actually came from the wedding stuff too. So. Oh, nice. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's like, 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it was easier back then. Let's just say that. Um, but the, the one thing that I think, um, is number one, you have to create something that you want to go to. I think that's probably the most important thing. And then from that, what I found worked for us was just be as real and as personal as you can. Cause quite literally we created something I wanted to go to. I invited the people that I was learning from and and then we just tried to be as personable with the people and tried to keep that um, that spirit of talking to everybody and just being there and being yeah. present with all the people. That seemed to work out really well for for all of our time. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's so true. Like you just want to like like you're just going on events. You know, these are the people you you want to see. You know, present and talk to. You that you know, after they get off the stage, those are the people you want to you know have a you know. Adult beverage or non-adult beverage. Yeah. So and uh, and and talk to you. So yeah, I think that's totally. I totally agree with that because um, and designing a, a conference that you want to go to. I think that's that's where we like. I started out it was like I wanted to like it was like I have a bucket list type of thing. I like, yeah, I want to do this, and um, and then it's sort of like ah, these are the people. You know, if I were starting out or if I have questions, you know, I still have questions. I would like to talk to them about about people. Uh, at least people in a room and see what, what they say and what they do. Uh, and, uh, so that's that's great advice. So that's awesome. Yeah, and also just the. I think the only time that we we, we haven't done that is with the CSF DevConf where we like we do the double blind voting and we just like have no idea. Like the majority of people are coming. Like I don't know who's coming. Like yeah, we voted on. I have no idea. So and that's kind of scary. But uh, but it's always been great. Last few years. So awesome. So. Uh, so for doing conferences, and uh, you recently, uh, what was your, you recently left the job, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I was a uh, front-end developer for Code School for pretty much like five years. Like technically, the last few months, I was a software engineer for Pluralsight. But okay. <laughs> but up okay. until that point, I was uh, I was a front-end developer for Code School. Cool. Yeah, because Code School got bought by Pluralsight. Okay. Yep, yeah, about two and a half, I think, years ago, maybe three years now or something like that. So, um, um, yeah, so like, you know, close site from every, from everyone I, I talked to, there's, you know, great company, old school, you know, great company as yep. well. So, um, seemed like a good, good fit. So, um, and you, and the reason why I bring that up that you, like you, you left there is just cause like you, you, you stated that you just wanted to, like, you didn't have a job that you're going to next. Like you just wanted to actually like take time off and actually learn. Right. And so, so what was yeah. like, like, What's the rationale behind like, like not having a job to go to? Like, like why why do that? Like why why, why not? Like, because like, the the rational like the like the loser brain is like, oh my god, you don't have a job lined up. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it um you know and, and like people have a hard time believing you. Yeah. <laughs> like when you say like no for real like I didn't just get hired by somebody else and I'm I'm just trying to leave quietly. No, no, I really didn't have a job. Like I'm I really I'm just trying to go and and uh, figure that out and um. You know, like a lot of it was just, um, I'm a very passion driven person. Like I have to, 
it's a flaw, personality flaw, but I kind of have to really be excited about what I'm doing, what I'm working on, what I'm doing, those kind of things. And um, some of that had just, you know, faded for me a bit over like the type of work that I was doing at the time. And like some of the people that I really, really enjoyed working with over the years had gone. And it was just a different, you know, a different thing. And so I was like, I'm not as excited about this. And I don't know if that's the job or if it's the role or what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm getting older. <laughs> and so I was like, I really want to, I, I don't think that this is the thing that I'm going to want to do for the next like 10, 15 years or something like that. So I was like, maybe it's just time to make a clean break and then figure out what it is that I do want to do for the next 10, 15 years. And, and so like, that's, you know, is a pretty great thing to say because like that I, I know what's going to make me happy and this is not really making me happy going forward i think that's a, a pretty pretty smart move like it's really you know it shows a lot of emotional intelligence, intelligence stuff so so what have you been doing like to figure out like like, like <laughs> what, what like have you found out what you don't want to do uh even more so like there's other things that you don't want to do like besides you know position the wood developer position that you had there yeah uh, yeah there's um there's been a, like a, a shift in the industry and I was kind of you know I paid attention a lot we we're working uh, at Code School and at Pluralsight our whole our whole uh, product is things that are going technologically in the industry and so we have you know I observed this stuff as we were going along and the the kind of the shift has been more towards what I consider now like OG front end which is where you like took designs and turned them into HTML CSS and then like some JavaScript or you know like something like that. Um, and that has kind of been replaced with this new front end, which is more like a front end engineering role. So you're now pushing more full stack. Um, you're spending more time in like data schemas and and connections and like various things. Um, I'm not doing a great job of explaining that right there, but but just kind of like a shift in where your focus lies. And so what in my time off, I was kind of like what am I still really excited about about the front end stuff? And it is really still that that visual component. I love like working with designers and then like bringing things to life on the web and and delivering things that directly impact uh, customers like hands, you know, like them interacting with something. Um, I don't get as excited about like uh, figuring out like gigantic data schemas. It's fun. It's cool for small little things on my own, but right. it's just it's just a different thing. So I've been just kind of doing some small projects on my time to see like what parts am I fired up about throughout the day and what parts am I not? And doing some training, some courses. I'm like what parts of this am I like interested in and excited about and what part are I not? And like just kind of going through that for like three weeks now. Um so so what have you been been learning last three weeks? Um, so, uh, react, uh, a good amount of that, um, preact, which is like a very, like a uh, performance small version of react, but basically the same thing. Yeah. Like, like a small footprint, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I just sat through like a th- three day react course and, um, preact was like the last hour of that. And I got, I'm not sure, I want your opinion on it, but I was really excited about react. Like I was just like, Yes. I want that. <laughs> like I want more of that. And yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, cool. I'm not sure. So, um, so, uh, so React, Preact, uh, Node. 
So that was another thing. And that was a, so all, most of these have been like West Boss courses. Like I did finish up his React one. Um, then I did a Preact one on Egghead. And then, um, and then the West Boss like Learn Node I just finished this week. Um, and that one was fantastic because like as a front end developer, I worked around a lot of these things, like just, you know, just basic concepts of like MVC and data transfers, request response stuff. I worked around it without always understanding right. what was going on. And that course, like I really have, I feel like I have a much better understanding now of like data flow through an app. Um, it was, it's been really, really cool. Um, and so it, well, it sounds like you're doing a lot of like, you know, like tackling the JavaScript issues. On yes. it, right. Right. And so it sounds like you have react and react. No, it's like, you know, when, when you talk about, uh, you know, OG front end, you know, like, you know, the, uh, generation one, okay. Uh, yeah. to, uh, to say that, you know, where you like you are the webmaster type of approach yeah, where yeah, like yeah. you're like, you're in charge of everything or you can be, uh, for the right thing and affect things, uh, in terms of like talking designers, you know, code things up. It's what I, it sounds like, um, you know, you know, JavaScript has eaten all the things, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, the server and like that. So, um, what's your feeling about like, this JavaScript world that, that we live in now. So it's a, um, it's different for sure. Um, but I think like the, like if I, when you think back to like maybe 2012 ish or so, like 2012, 2013, it wasn't that far off in that you, you kind of chose as a front end developer, like whether or not to learn a CMS or a, a backend language as well. So it just, the difference is like you were kind of like a front end developer that could work in WordPress and you might learn a little bit of WordPress, just the stuff to like make sure you can edit views. Um, same thing with like Rails. You would learn enough to work in the view layer, but like nothing would touch, you would never touch that back end layer. Like you wouldn't be off in like methods or controllers or anything like that. Right. Um, and the difference I think now is the aggressiveness or the demand for you to do those other things. Because there was this clear handoff back then. It was like, oh, my front end person, I'm going to get up to this point and then I'm just make some dummy data. And then like at some point you're going to switch this out and it's going to like output things. And now it's not like that very much at all. Like it's when you go look for a front end job, if you just type front end into a, a job search, like you're supposed to be going way further into that stack than you used to. And that's just a the nature of the beast is the way that data flow has changed for apps again from like JavaScript kind of eating up the world. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, um, I don't know. I think, uh, I kind of relate it to, I just did a little research on the progressive web apps for a book I'm working on. And, um, and also just my real knowledge. And it just feels like, uh, just a little thing that, you know, progressive web apps kind of comes from Google a little bit. It sounds like, they're the one coining the phrase, or the one like beating the drum about it. And one of the things I, I you know, I was like, well, what is, you know, what is progressive web apps? What is the, uh, you know, kind of cheat sheet, like, or like, no, like, what well, bullet point list is like, or like, well, like check, checklist, like, what, yeah. like, what can I go and say, this is a progressive web app? Because, you know, I can go to so many tutorials from our industry about like, I could tell the browser that it's offline and go to the page. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Um, I can, you know, have a, Bookmark app, you know, icon on my mobile device. I'm like, well, I've been able to do that for a while now. I don't understand what they're. Um, but what really got me was the 
the kind of standard behavior to make websites uh, applications, right? Which is like, you know, anyone who's been doing this for a while is like, that's that's not a revelation for us. But no, what, what's really, in terms of context, of what we're asking for is like Google is saying, yeah, we're going to JavaScript your UI now. And it's that's the de facto. And not that we haven't been able to do that before with Ajax calls and like, you know, MailChimp is the one like, they've been doing these apps, you know, they've been making sure you can, you don't have to actually load the entire page. And you all stuff like, now it's kind of like, yeah, we got it now, we react. You know, everything, like, we, we kind of got a handle on that. And so, and so snuggled in this checklist of what makes a progressive web app is like, yeah, JavaScript is going to be the UI and the page changes, the change in the, the DOM, the shadow DOM. Like, so, um, and so that was like kind of like a recent like, light bulb over my head. It's like, oh, okay. So we're not dictating just the technology side of things anymore. We're actually dictating the UX in terms of what a progressive web, web app is. Yeah. And like that is, that is my biggest hang up with kind of the push a little bit more towards full stack. Because there, there's kind of you know separate movements. There is this thing like where demand, like everyone's just kind of like full stack web developer. Like everybody wants full stack, full stack, full stack. But there isn't less things to care about on the front end portion as far as like performance and stuff like that. There's actually more. So like this progressive web app thing, I'm not afraid or don't want to touch JavaScript. It's like that I really care about like performance and about uh, a good experience up front. And the less, the more time I spend keeping up to date with things like progressive web apps or the latest you know uh, performance techniques or animations or anything like that um and so i still love that part and the progressive web app it drives it even more because i love that stuff and getting your first service worker going is crazy but it's so awesome when you like turn off your internet and the page doesn't die and things still work like it's just a fantastic experience like i love it and like those kind of things make me so excited about it. And so it's more like that I f- still feel there's this divide, but you just don't see that so much in, at least in job postings. Yeah, well, I think job postings have been like a, a bane of our industry <laughs> forever, right? <laughs> so it's just like, like um, titles and job postings. Right. And then job interviews are like, what? You know, like, are you serious? So you're asking me this esoteric, you know, hypothetical question? You know, like, <laughs> Like, would you like me to code something for you? But, um, yeah. you know, like, pretty easy as it is. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, so I'm not sure what the, you know, this, that's a whole different, another, another discussion I have is, is, is job posting. But I guess I, I, I will just dive into it. Like, like, have you looked at job postings as, as you're kind of researching and trying to find out what, what you want to do in the future? Like, yeah, pretty much daily. Yeah. Cause, like, and like, uh, I would do. I would look at them pretty often because you know, um, coming from the conference world and being kind of very active on Twitter and that stuff, you make a lot of friends. And so you know, your friends are looking for new gigs, and so you start kind of like look around, try to help them, like figure out what who's hiring, who you might know somewhere, somewhere that you can talk to, or something like that. So you know, pop out to things now, and I've been daily. I've been looking at like job listings now just to see like where do I fit in the grand scheme of things as far as like what people are hiring for. And, and what's your, like, what type of positions are you drawn for? Like, you, know, you mentioned, like, your soul, uh, care about the visual front end and, and stuff like that. So what, is there, like, a, is it still, like, this generic title of a front end, you know, engineer that that's that that's out there? Or is there, like, a specific, is there a niche or title that you find, like, or, or titles that you're, that you're looking forward to? Drawn, I've, drawn? 
I've probably found about like on the actual job sites. I think I found about one to two yeah. that I feel like I'm qualified for. Yeah, wow. uh, you know, like from like the the holistic description of the of the um, job. And, and those are the same ones that still fit in my wheelhouse as far as like what I, they kind of list like a, a front end only. Like they usually don't have like a, an extra uh, title piece to them. Um, and so like there's been about one to two of those, I think for sure. Um, and then the rest have pretty much like it comes up as engineer. And what I've noticed a lot now is product designer is kind of also the thing that uh, I used to consider a front end person. Um, so you'll see product designer being like uh, the people that both create comps and execute comps up to uh, up to like hooking up data. Is there any like UX involved in product design? Yeah, yeah. So it, you kind of it comes into the it's a pretty wide range of things too because you you might participate in um, like depending on the job posting or even personal experience, you might be participating in. Um, UX interviews and like the various process of that, creating comps and then and or also executing like some HTML, CSS, JavaScript, right. working in like Framer and working in like the various like new tools that are out there. Yeah, I just um, I feel like you know we, we talk about the like generation one of uh, web designer and, and so like where is that position gone and the product designer seems like the fit and so like you know, that's nothing for me personally trying to wrap my head around is like. Uh, the term product to me means like a physical piece, and so when, uh, are, so when there's a big change like product, is I like, well, what do you mean? It's like a website, right? it's like it's not like real, or it's like it's not real. And then like, oh, is that knock on people who work on virtual stuff? I, mean, I don't know. No, uh, yeah, so, that's a good point because like I, I use Pinterest, right. and a little while ago, like I realized that I had a a board called like product design, and it was all like packages of bottles and like right. stuff like that, and that's not at all what you consider a product now. Now it's like product is, uh, it can be like the whole of like, so if you picture like um, Shopify, like I would imagine, or actually I should probably know one that I'm talking, I know what I'm talking about instead of assuming somebody else. Um, at Pluralsight, the whole UI, the whole like .com experience, that's product. And there's like probably about 15, 20 teams divided in there that are specific portions of that whole product team so there's like 15 to 20 smaller product teams which is yeah it's a different it's a different uh world than like what i think what you and i got started in <laughs> yeah. or used to right yeah so it's just like this nomenclature thing and then like um you know also i'm trying to like figure out ux you know because it's like you know, for my my growth patterns and like you know i was the person who grew up with the web initially and i was it was like generation one and so like and all of a sudden someone decided the name things differently <laughs> and, and not, uh, not talk to me about it. You know, it's okay. <laughs> and so that's the problem I have again. So, uh, but, so yeah, so UX, I found like, I'm really interested in UX. However, I haven't, you know, I feel like it's part of my job, you know, my skill sets that I, I already do, but, uh, but like, oh, I can specialize in that. It's like, oh, that's yeah. crazy. I can actually have a career just by doing UX. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, but, I, but like you, like, I love, Doing the visual stuff and like adding like like the meat and bones, if you will, to wireframes and like the, adding the fidelity to the design, and um, I love testing them out. And you know, I also love you know getting performance, you know, and packing as much of a visual presentation as possible with the fewest number of kilobits, you know, as possible. I, mean, I love that challenge. Uh, I'm doing that. 
seven. So, so it's been, um, you know, I don't think it's not me, but it's just, it's just like, I feel like it's, it's like one of the, my, my mysteries, like, well, where do we go from here? And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, yeah, we're, I mean, I, it's not just you though. I'm on the exact same thing. We're just like uh, looking at the things that you've really enjoyed, and I'm sure this has probably happened to people before us as the as the web transition that first round too, uh, the first major round. Um, that yeah, it's just like the things that we've really enjoyed and understood have changed, and now it's like where do we fit in like this? Where do our interests fit, and in what is marketable now? So, um, so I want to get back and talk like. In terms of someone who might be listening and saying, like, hey, uh, maybe I'm a designer, maybe I'm a product designer, but I want to, like, tackle a development uh, area, it sounds like. Uh, like, sort of like what you've been doing, like, getting your hands on uh, JavaScript. Like, what, like, tools have you used, what courses have you used uh, to, to dive deeper into JavaScript? Would you recommend or work? Let's see. Um, like, I'm a visual learner. So I like start everything by finding some video of someone teaching something. So um, probably like I'm I'm such a West Boss fanboy at this point. Like he just he explains things really well. So I basically learn everything that he shares. Um, but aside from that, I, I bounce around. So um, the bulk of that, the bulk of my time is spent like replicating code that someone is doing on a screen, um, and then I take that and then now try to make something that's completely different from the thing that was in that and try to redo it again on my own. And then from there, you end up in all sorts of tools. Like it's like, it depends on like what, uh, what you're building or what you want to make. Like that Preact was a great example. Um, by default, you can just grab Preact and do something. But um, I had seen this great talk about the CLI and how you get generates all this stuff by default. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to build something using the CLI tool. And then I go from there. So it's just kind of, you have to learn about things and then just kind of build something with it. Like whatever way you learn best. I'm horrible at reading documentation. It's like my worst. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just not good at like sitting down and reading through the docs of, of things. I much prefer like someone explaining something one time through. Right. Yeah. And I think that's like, it, you know, it speaks to the explosion of like online video learning, right? So it's pretty like planet.com and, site uh just so many so many great sources out there so um and people follow on. so um and wes is great i mean wes has spoken at uh, devconf uh, yeah four times i think his first course was like sublime uh editor yep. course and so that was a, a great he just knocked it out of the park there and he's been just coming ever since too so he did a great job but like last year he's at uh came back for the uh the alamo so he's still at alamo and he just did a great es6 talk yeah, that was a fantastic talk. Yeah, I learned a lot from that. And um, cool, yeah, it just sounds. Um, and like, uh, you know, I think we're both visual learners, but then also there, I was just reading Anna Tudor's tweet, Twitter, uh, tweeters, uh, <laughs> tweet where she actually says like, you know, she came and uh, learned by watching videos. So people are different in terms of that. Yep. So what and and so there's like lots of you know, reading Google tutorials out there. But what I've been finding. Um, is that when I want to learn something, I actually, you know, I use Google, of course, but then, like, I actually have to say, like, 2017, or, like, go into my preferences and say, like, yeah, I can only read things that have published within the last year, because there's lots of great kind of clickbaity uh, web tutorials out there, yeah. or they use these keywords that they're saying, but they're not up to date. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of, like, 
uh, the bane, like not the bane of industry, like this, it's the hardship for industries is that uh, these tutorials go out of date, and then you know, one, no one wants to write documentation, but when they do, we, we thank them. But then maintaining it is also just like this typical debt that we have uh, of doing that, and just there's just so many outdated articles that, that are out there. It's really tough. So I feel like. And to be honest, there's like really a lot of bad tutorials out there. Like, <laughs> not, like not, not like just like they're just written badly. You know, they're like they yeah. don't. And I probably have done a number of them, but uh, I just feel like they don't really solve the problem that they try to solve, or they leave out key components. And some of that I think is also just there's so many parts that you need for installing modules and all this stuff like that. It's just like yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's really sticky. It's, so, especially as modules get updated, and then this project code that may have worked like two months ago, if you install everything and they hadn't locked everything down, it just you know you can't you can't, can't use it anymore. So, yeah, I think you're you're really onto something with that because it's um, especially like coming from like the teaching world, um, it has become such a moving target. And again, that's like just another change that you can see probably in the past. Uh, three to five years because it used to be with like you know you would kind of choose different camps like you might be a php person or a ruby person and then like but and those things had like big subsets like if you're a wordpress person it would be a big a long it might be a year between versions and so you didn't have to learn very much except for what existed in that year and then uh, rails same kind of thing might be a year or even two like between a big version a big release and we have to relearn everything these javascript frameworks aren't like that at all like they're like Every couple months, you know, they're, they're having, like, significant changes to things. So an article, yeah, if you see an article on React from, like, 2015, it's like, no way. I'm not, I can't read this. Not in a million years, you know. Like, so. Yeah, well, like, React was, like, I think they had a big change at the end of last year, and then just went to React 3, if I'm not mistaken. So I got an update to React. And so uh, just a lot of things have changed within eight months, you know, just... And that's like crazy talk, right? That's just like, um, you know, we, we used to do uh, conferences online about JavaScript every every year. And so it went from like one day to two days. Oh, actually started as a jQuery conference. And then kind of like, well, jQuery, well, well, well. And so we went to JavaScript. And it was like, a, yeah, like, I think one time we had like four days of JavaScript online uh, sessions. And it was just like. Yeah, I remember and, that one. And now it's just like, well, I almost killed us. But <laughs> it was just like in terms of production. But uh, uh I was just like, now I was just like, there's one, things change so fast that the material that you capture, you just talked about within two months or three months, probably won't be, won't be used. But also, there's still like these camps, like you talked about TSP uh, Rails and stuff, there's still like, you know, well, I'm React, uh, I'm Angular, you know, I know I'm like, I'm Views and so that. So there's like, yep. maybe these camps have like, I'm not sure, like, I'm not going to say PHP's gone away, but, you know, WordPress, you know, Matt Mullwag came out and said like, homework for like, you know, your homework for everyone is to learn JavaScript, which is like, yeah. should be like a big shot across the bow of PHP. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, well, we should really be uh, be ready to port, port this over JavaScript and be ready for it. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, like, you know, JavaScript is, uh, is even a world. Yeah, and like the camps shift along that way too. So like uh, Vue is very, very popular amongst like, I mean, it's not always exactly cut and dry like this, but Vue is very popular amongst the PHP community from the past. And then like 
the uh, Rails community kind of like drifts in between. Like, uh, so there's some people really like Ember, then there's some that use Angular, and then React is even making its way into some of the stuff too. So it's it's now a much more device, you know, not divisive in the way that uh, like in a negative way, but it's just more divided, much more varied. Like, there's not like one or two primary camps that you can fall into anymore and write about or share. Right. Yeah, and so it's like so. So go back, like so, like we used to do like four days of JavaScript. Something like, now it's like, you know, so much has changed. That I don't think I could, if I just want to do a React conference, I don't think I could do it justice within one to two days. And then, and now it's like, well, there's Angular, so I have to do like an Angular, you know, thing. And then like, so like we just we go a whole month of online conferences with that. And I was just like, wow, there's just so much JavaScript is like blowing up so much, and um, to have to. Some people like you know, like yourself. You're trying to like learn yourself, like Dan. Like you're like you're trying to like you know learn more about Node and React, like React. And you also like it's like hopefully that knowledge, like you you be able to like, translate that into a job. And I'm like, well, about there's all these other people who want a job and, and to maintain that, or the people who have a job right now and they need to maintain it. That's like really kind of weird. It's like you're surfing this wave and you just hope it doesn't crest and uh, and just wipe you out with, with that stuff. So, um, I don't know. So I just kind of, kind of just like we're on this knife's edge. I don't know how many metaphors I can have in here, but, uh, but it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Like, like how it's, how our industry keeps on moving. Yeah. Forward, so. And, uh, the competition keeps moving too. Like, uh, I know a buddy, um, they were hiring for a position that I'm not qualified for. Um, but I was just curious. I'm like, okay, so I see where this is at. Like, and so how's that been so far? And they got like, you know, they tweeted it out, shared it or whatever. And then like, they had like 250 like entries within like a, a week or two span. And then like, I narrowed that down to 40 and then we're starting their like 15 minute talk. So like, you know, that's, there's a lot of people out there in this space, like at that do have these skills and are very talented too, which is, it's an interesting thing. You talk about like you're a bigger learner, uh, just, just a little bit. Have you exper- experimented at all with uh, virtual reality or augmented reality in the web at all? No. The closest I go is uh, I have a Pixel, yeah. and I, I use my own little, like, uh, whatever the card. It's like the new version of Google Cardboard. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a, only an end user. I haven't okay. messed with anything. Um, okay. I just wondered if you're, like, if you're into it or not. Because, like, I have uh, – I, 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 I experimented. I, experiment. I actually use someone's VR console. And actually played some games with it. And I was like, oh, okay, now I I get it. And I understand why people are excited by it. But and um, I'm, re- I'm excited by it too, because the just to be able to use your cell phone as VR goggles, I think that's that's pretty awesome. But yeah. I as someone I just I just don't see using VR as, as a like maybe as a gaming system. I can I can see that, but uh, which is great, I mean, because gaming is, is huge, but yeah. in terms of practicality, which is where I I like to sit is in terms of like, I want to build things that are practical for people yeah. or, you know, like I'll help them learn better. Uh, I just, it's not for me to, to do that, but augmented reality, like, Oh, that's, yeah. I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, uh, and like, that's been around for a, a long time, but it just hasn't never gotten there. Yeah. And like Snapchat, like changed the world when it comes to that, like right. they like instantly made AR, like a thing to everyone, which is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, that's that stuff is really neat, and there's a lot of a lot of really cool things that are going to be coming from that. I think right. as we go, and scary, horrible commercial things also. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but good things for the most part. Well, I think like the web is sort of like augmented reality because like my my view is that before like email and web became, you know, as it became more mainstream and more commercial, people's ability to just transform their lives uh, by pulling like you know electrons and information from the air, you know, from their cable modems to, to thing, they have now access to information on demand and can just you know they get information on very simple stuff like restaurant reviews to where to go to eat. So they don't go to a bad restaurant to, uh, you know, finding out where to do activities, research schools, research home buying. I mean, it's just like, you're just, you haven't left anything, but you're changing your environment just by the, the web. I feel like the augmented reality is just, uh, just a, a natural step to that. Even though it's a big leap to that. So any, any thoughts on uh, what, where you're going to learn next? Uh, what topics do you think are, you want to like, dive into? What kind of projects you're looking into? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've been kind of like, I'm a product mo- uh, minded person. Like I really enjoy that, like working on a, a product that I prefer iterative work where we can kind of like keep working on something, keep making it better and better and better. Um, but in the meantime, while I'm figuring out which things that I would like to do on, um, I'm kind of like working with a friend, I might just start doing like one or two like client projects, just kind of keep me like building things and, and keeping going through that aren't like a whole, like my entire time, but it just kind of will keep me busy and, you know, keep revenue coming in, which is always a concern when you, uh, when you don't have a job. Um, but yeah, so like that, that kind of thing is what I'm doing right now. And I think that's going to help me figure out what it is that I want to do. So best luck. And, uh, how can people reach out to you? On the internet, uh, maybe give you a job offer. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty active on Twitter. It's probably my best way. Um, at Dan Denny on Twitter. And your website is dandenny.com. Yeah. Yep. I got lucky. The extra e, yeah, makes it very easy. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you.